Blog Talk Radio. You're listening to the Totally Driven Entertainment Radio Network. In the future, none of you are heroes. You're legends. Get driven. Stay driven. To the Batmobile. Let's go. Atomic batteries to power. Turbines to speed. Roger. Ready to move out. It's Sunday, December 4th, and it's time for Maverick's Comic Roundup, the world's greatest comic book podcast hosted by a masked wrestling cowboy. I am the Maverick, and I do thank you for tuning in on this new early morning time slot here on the Totally Driven Radio Network. We're trying out a new space, uh, seeing how that works as we continue to make this show accessible and fun for everybody. Glad to be back. I hope everyone had a great Thanksgiving holiday. We took the week off, and uh, now we're getting back into the swing of things. And there's a lot of cool things to talk about in comics, so I'm pretty excited about that. Uh, On the show today, we're going to have Little Jedi Maggie, as Galactic Clubhouse fans will know her from the Star Wars podcast I host with my daughters. Uh, Little Megan will be calling in uh, this morning to talk about her favorite comic book series, My Little Pony, and we're going to talk about My Little Pony, Friends Forever, number 34, and she's telling me that there's a pony called the Grilled Cheese Guy, so that's going to be fun to talk about, I'm sure. Looking forward to that. We're also going to have the Six Shooter later in the show. That's six comics that I've read recently that I think you may want to check out. So we got that and a whole lot more. Having a little coffee this morning. We've got comic book talk. And let's jump right into the news. It was a interesting pile of news up over the last two weeks since we were off. The first thing on the list is the new the Justice League is returning to the Cartoon Network. The new series is called Justice League Action. And the cool thing is they're bringing back Kevin Conroy and Mark Hamill to voice Batman and the Joker, respectively. Uh, This will be, I don't know, the fifth or sixth series, I guess, that these two have voiced Batman and Joker for the DC Universe, so to speak, Uh, starting with Batman the Animated Series, New Batman Adventures. They reprised the role in Superman, Justice League, and Justice League Unlimited. Um, Justice League action seems to be picking up beats from the Justice League show. 
from many years ago, but it's also going in its new direction. There's some new character designs. Um, it's going to be a shorter show. They're going to be 15 minutes in nature. Cartoon Networks loves the 15-minute show. I think they have a worse attention span than their viewers. 15-minute uh, little short shows. They're going to be heavy on action, not long, drawn-out plots like Justice League and Justice League Unlimited. Uh, lots and lots of DC characters. I've seen everyone from Harley Quinn, of course, Green Lanterns, Firestorm, Plastic Man, Captain Marvel, even Space Cabby, which, you know, is about as obscure as you can get. So, But that show is going to debut on December 16th here in America. Other parts of the world, it's already out there. And if you're one of those uh, enterprising people who want to check it out, there's uh, a lot of clips out there, and actually full episodes are even starting to pop up on YouTube if you can catch them before they get yanked down. So I saw some of the preview stuff. Uh, definitely interesting. It's going to be worth checking out. I like the Justice League. I like that they're getting in there with a whole lot of different characters. I just hope they're true to the characters they bring out there, and uh, it's something that fans will embrace. For Guardians of the Galaxy, Volume 2 has hit the Internet, and the word is Baby Groot. Um the trailer, very funny. If you liked Guardians of the Galaxy, you should really like two. There's a lot of action and a lot of comedy in the teaser trailer. Baby Groot steals the whole thing. Although Rocket and Drax were really funny in it as well. Uh, we know they're bringing in Kurt Russell to play Star-Lord's dad. And at some point, it's probably going to tie more directly to the Marvel Universe as we're getting ready for the big meet up of all of those movies in uh, the Infinity War. So, yeah, good stuff all around. It was really enjoyable. I watched it several times. I'm going to have to make room on my Groot shelf for some more baby Groot stuff. And we'll be looking forward to more from Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. Toy Story is returning to comic books courtesy of Joe's Books. Uh, the last time Toy Story had a comic book series was during the Kaboom era, uh, when they did some fantastic Disney Pixar books. Uh, Joe's Books, uh, small, relatively small company, but they got the Disney license. Uh, they're doing the Disney comics more than Marvel is. Marvel's pretty much just doing the Disney Kingdoms line, but the Frozen series and the Princess series, and now they're doing going to be doing a Cars and a Toy Story series. Uh, Cars was announced a couple months ago. Toy Story hits in February. Um, these are fun books. They're very well done. The art is great. A uh, new issue of Disney's Frozen came out for my girls this weekend. So I was able to flip through. But uh, some really good stuff. They also do movie tie-ins and things like that. They've got a Pirates of the Caribbean, Disney's Star versus the Forces of Evil, and they do graphic novels versions of some of the big Disney movies as well. Uh, they have the stories on the new Beauty and the Beast movie scheduled for next year. They are doing Finding Dory and a lot of other things. Not a lot of word on what Toy Story is going to be about. I'm guessing it'll probably be along the lines of how Frozen and Disney princesses are right now, where there are a series of shorts, uh, comic strips and short stories put together, but we don't really know anything 
at this point other than they were solicited for February. So we'll keep an eye on that. Uh, also hitting in February, Highlander is getting a comic book series. Uh, Highlander, the cult 80s movie, spawned several sequels, not all of them good, I'll admit, but also spawned a really awesome TV show, is now making its way to comic books. And that hits in February. We'll find out more about that as it comes. So definitely looking for that. Uh, this week, if you were in comic stores, you probably noticed that DC released a brand new and completely free Direct Currents magazine. This was a cool magazine. It came out. I grabbed a copy of it, of course, to check out. It's got a lot of sneak peeks about upcoming storylines. They dig a little deeper into current storylines and series. Um, they do a big thing on the upcoming Justice League versus Suicide Squad crossover. They talk about the villains from that series, so if you want to spoil that a little bit, um, although they've been putting out there who it is, but an interesting group of villains coming to fight the Justice League and the Suicide Squad. Um, they break down the upcoming Justice League versus Amer- Justice League of America comic book series that spins out of Justice League versus Suicide Squad. Uh, the new Bane uh, story arc in DC, Batwoman's getting a new comic. They talk about that. They do a dream match and just a lot of fun behind-the-scenes stuff. It's a good read. Um, if you're interested in what they're doing for, for the rebirth, I know they've put a lot of books out there lately, and this is an interesting way to kind of recap it and cover it all. In uh, And it's free, so it doesn't hurt to pick it up. Maybe you'll find something you enjoy. So that's definitely cool. Another fun thing coming out, they released a long-rumored trailer for Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite, a new entry into the crossover video game series Marvel vs. Capcom, a very popular game. The trailer featured Mega Man and Ryu and Iron Man and Captain Marvel, the Marvel one, not the Shazam one, obviously. Not a lot's known about it, but the, they've been talking that this game was coming. There was a lot of rumors, but the, they finally revealed today it'll be available on most of your popular gaming consoles coming in the new year. Uh, it's the first time since 2011 that we've seen a Marvel versus Capcom game. So hopefully they bring some really fun things to that. Uh, this is fun for you Star Wars people. Uh, it, down in Disney World, in Epcot theme park, they're going to turn Spaceship Earth, that's the big, giant, round, golf ball-looking thing in the middle of the park, if you don't know, is going to be turned into the Death Star on December 5th. They're going to use video, project, or, bleh, video projection and special effects to turn the giant <laughs> sphere into the Death Star to celebrate the launch of Star Wars Rogue One. And uh, it's going to be December the 5th, which is Monday night, and they are going to live stream it. So you don't actually have to catch a plane to Disney if you want to see it. Um, It'll be all over the Internet. It's going to be on the Disney blog. Cool thing as they get counting down to Star Wars Rogue One's release on the 16th. That's two Fridays from now. Tickets are already available, and they are being swapped up at a frantic pace, as you can imagine. 
Now, last weekend was also the big last weekend. Last week, I should say, was also the big DC TV Universe four-part crossover invasion. Uh, started Monday night with Supergirl, wrapped up Thursday night with Legends of the DC Universe. Uh, was their version of the infamous invasion miniseries from DC Comics. They put their spin on it with their characters. Um, pretty cool. It's tough to do the kind of special effects heavy show. Um, especially in a crossover form where you've got four intersecting casts and they're all big casts. I think they handle it really, really well. Um, you got to see some character progressions. It was uh, especially significant for Arrow as it was the show's 100th episode. And they took an interesting way to celebrate their 100th episode, um, still keeping it in the plot of the Invasion storyline. So I thought that was pretty clever. And, uh, yeah, it was really well done. You got to see a lot of different things. All four shows are going to be generally affected going into it. Um, Obviously, some more than others because, you know, Supergirl was just a visitor. uh, And she was kind of standalone in the show itself. Uh, And that was okay because if you had tried to fit in too many other subplots, I think the whole thing would have unraveled. But... It was good stuff. We'll see going forward how these shows helped each other out. Um, if it gave the series, individual series, a, a bump or not. Uh, I like that they do this every year. I hope it continues. Uh, I hope they can keep finding some good, strong story arcs to to cover with those. So That is this week's comic book news. We are going to take our first commercial break, and when we return, I'll be talking to little Maggie in Maggie's Pony Roundup. We'll be back in a few moments. For $5 today, you can buy a wealth of things. Gas for your car, rent a movie for the family, a few slices of pizza. $5 still takes you a long ways. But did you know that $5 can buy your child a bag of heroin in the streets? That's right. For only $5, your son or daughter can buy some of the cheapest and purest dope in the country. Be aware of the lies. Be aware of the stealing. Be aware that's all it takes to kill your child. $5. This message was brought to you by Casey's Cause, a group of parents located in southern Chester County out to save your child's life. Come join us today at www.caseyscause.com. And remember, $5 is all it takes. Casey's Cause www.caseyscalls.com Looking for that perfect gift for your girlfriend? Then look no further than Teddy Scares. Teddy Scares are available in a variety of styles, sizes, and prices for all your shopping needs. Teddy Scares are a mix of cute and creepy to make a great gift for almost any age. Board up your windows, lock your doors, and log on to teddyscares.com. And be sure to become our friends at facebook.com slash teddyscares. Calling all comic book fans. Do you collect comics? Did you ever collect comics? Do you think your children might like reading comic books? Do you even know they still print real, paper, non-digital comic books? Well, then visit the Pirates of Ontario Street Comics in Philadelphia. We have a massive collection of comic books, action figures, trading cards, and much more. We have one of the largest stocks of back-issue comics in the area. We bag and board every new comic book at no extra charge. Our store is voted the best comic book shop in the 2013 PHL 17 Hot List Contest. Part of the movie Unbreakable is filmed in our store. We are open seven days a week. Ontario Street Comics is located at 2235 East Ontario Street in the Port Richmond section of Philly. 
Our phone number is 215-288-7338. Type in the words Ontario Comics Philadelphia to check out our Wacky Stories page on Facebook. Are you looking for a mortgage for that new home? Do you want to refinance to a lower rate, obtain cash out, or consolidation? If so, call Anthony Muscarella of Advisors Mortgage Group. Advisors Mortgage Group is a mortgage banker and loan our own money to First Lien Mortgage Loans. We have built a platform for a seamless and stress-free mortgage process, which remains our number one goal for all of our customers. We understand that success cannot be obtained without teamwork and communication, two of our most important strengths. If you're looking to apply for a loan or simply have some questions, please don't hesitate to give Anthony Muscarella a call at 732-749-3333, extension 12, who, by the way, has been recognized by Mortgage Executive Magazine as being one of the top 1% of originators in America. That number again, call Anthony Muscarella at 732-749-3333, extension 12, where we tailor our loans to meet your needs. Advisors Mortgage Group is an equal housing opportunity lender licensed by the New Jersey Department of Banking and Insurance. Branch NMLS number 173453. Loan Officer NMLS number 111400. All right, folks. Welcome back to Mavericks Comic Roundup here on the Totally Driven Radio Network. And it is time to welcome back to the show little Megan in our segment known as Little Megan's Pony Roundups. Hi, Megan. Hi. Good morning. Welcome back to the show. Thanks. Thank you. Okay. Hold your mouth a little closer to the phone because we're having a little trouble hearing Um, Is this good? That is much better. So it's time to talk My Little Pony. Yeah. And this time we're going to talk about My Little Pony, Friends Forever, number 34. What did you think of this issue? It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous? How is it ridiculous? It's crazy. Like, it's really funny. It's a really funny episode. Can you tell us what happened? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hello? Oh, hi. Um... Hold on. Are you you okay over there? You're going to tell us about what happened in the Pony comic. Um, it's about Pinkie Pie and some and a new and another pony named Cheese Sandwich. Cheese Sandwich is this guy's name? Um, yes, that is his name. He's a boy pony. Am I right in that? Yes. That is the best name for a pony ever. He's pretty much a boy version of Pinkie Pie. Literally, a boy version of Pinkie hair. Pie. And and, yeah. and what does that mean? What's Pinkie Pie all about for people who may not know? Um, She's crazy and she's dumpy and she's silly and um, if you do watch My Little Ponies, then um, she's the element of laughter. Okay, the element of laughter, and she's fun and crazy and likes to bounce around, huh? Yeah. And cheese guys like that as well? Um, yeah, pretty much. So if they're both in it, it's obviously pretty silly. Yeah. 
so what happens? You said it's crazy and... Um, they get stuck in this walking house. And half of the story is what's happening now. And half of it is what happened, what's happening in the house a long time ago. A family built this house. And they lived in it for a long time and blah, blah, blah. But then there's what's, what's happening now. They're trapped in the, in the house and they can walk and eat people. So, yeah. Okay. And uh, you say it's a kind of a story that's told in two different time eras? Yeah. Like one a long, 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 long time ago. And one okay. now. I see. Mm-hmm. And how, what is Cheese Sandwich's relationship to the other ponies? Um. Well, like, Jimmy and Pinkie Pie, I know a very good friend. And then there were other um baby um little ponies in it, which were also called fillies. And like, okay. there's three of them, which we've never seen before. And they're pretty much like nervous, and it's one of their birthdays, I think. So yeah, it's pretty crazy. Okay, now uh, Chase Sandwich, best name for a pony ever. Um. He's a boy. Are there a lot of boys in the My Little Pony world? Because I, I mostly know and see mm-hmm. things about the girl ponies. Yeah. There are actually a lot of boys. There are. How about that? Mm-hmm. It's really cool. That's cool. And they have, uh, do they all have silly names, or is that just because he's a silly character? That's just because he's a silly character. Like, okay. Some of them have normal names. They're not like normal, but not as weird. Okay. I gotcha. So, and cheese sandwich. Now I have to ask because you tell me all the time about mm-hmm. their cutie marks. What yeah. is cheese sandwich's cutie mark? It's a grilled cheese sandwich that has been like, you know how like you can break the bread apart and the cheese all is gooey. <laughs> yeah. That's his cutie mark. So his cutie mark is a gooey grilled cheese sandwich. Yeah, pretty much. And it sounds delicious. <laughs> yeah. So he's telling, is he telling the story? Is, or is he in the story? Are they telling the story about him? Um, none of them are telling the story about the past, but the, like, the past is just telling us what's happening. But I don't know if any of them knew about it. Okay. But it's pretty weird. Until the end where they find a picture book. They find a picture book at the end with all the family's old memories. So that's how they know about the family at the end. But I'm not sure about Okay. So Cheese Sandwich Mm -hmm. is still the best name ever. Um, (laughs) He calls himself a super-duper party pony. And yeah. he's uh, friends with Pinkie Pie, huh? Is he in a lot of stories, mm-hmm. or is he created new for this, or has he been in the show? He's Tell actually, us more about Cheese Sandwich. Um, there's actually an episode in My Little Ponies where there's actually um, Pinkie Pie and Cheese Sandwich are not friends. They become friends at the oh. end, and they're fighting over who should, um, um, you know, plan Wayward Dash's birthday party. 
Oh. I see. And uh, he's a party planner. Is there another party planning pony? I guess Pinkie Pie does that stuff. Pinkie Pie and Cheese Sandwich. So far. They like to plan parties. Yeah. I see. Well, that's fun. And you said it's a, one of those funny episodes, huh? Yeah. I guess a lot of them are funny. But My Little Pony comics. Yeah. You said that before. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's pretty much all of them with Pinkie Pie in it. It has to be ridiculous. Yeah, Pinkie Pie's pretty ridiculous. Yep. Well, that's cool. Anything else you want to tell us about Mm -hmm. My Little Pony Friendship? Or Friends Forever. This is the Friends Forever book. Um, I think I covered everything that I can think of. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Were any of your other favorites in the book? Um, no, actually, just Pinkie Pie. And all the and yeah. Sandwich were pretty much the main two characters. Okay, so sometimes they just do short, uh, smaller stories with less ponies in it. Um, I think that um I thought this last night that um they're going in the order of the main characters. Like I saw in there's always a little thing at the end of the story which tells you the next one of the next covers. And it has Twilight on it. Okay. So I'm thinking that they go in order of one main character. Like this is uh, Pinkie Pie, and maybe next month is Twilight, and then the next one maybe Fluttershy or something like that. So, yeah. Okay. Well, that sounds really fun. Did you like mm-hmm. that one? Yeah. Yeah. Definitely a good story. And do they make a cheese sandwich guy toy? Because I think I'd need him. I want a pony with a grilled cheese um, on this. <laughs> I, they might. I don't know, but they might. That's all right. I'm just being funny. I just I love the idea of, of cheese sandwich being the name of a pony. <laughs> all right. So, yeah. Well, you did an awesome review of the book. Uh, thank you very much for calling in on this Sunday morning. You're welcome. So is it easier staying up late to call in or getting up early? It's easier to get up early. Because I to already get up do early that. Oh, uh, yeah, you're usually up at this time anyway, so. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thanks for calling in. We've got more pony books coming out, so I, I think you'll be back on the show to tell yeah. us all about them. Is that right? Cool. Yeah. Great. Well, thanks for calling in. Um, it was fun. Oh, I'm glad you had fun. I had fun having you on. <laughs> See you again on the air real soon, okay? Okay, bye. Okay, bye. That was my daughter, Megan, and she was telling us all about My Little Pony, Friends Forever, number 34, from IDW Publishing, My Little Pony, is uh, has two ongoing series from IDW Publishing, Friends Forever and Friendship is Magic, and they also do a series of specials in one shot. So if you've got a My Little Pony fan, maybe a daughter or a, a cousin or an uncle who's a brony, you can definitely get them some My Little Pony comics. And uh, when she told me last night that there was a pony named Cheese Sandwich, I... <laughs> I actually was almost tempted to read it. Um, So fun stuff, My Little Pony. 
Uh, here on the Roundup, we cover just about everything, and that was the Pony Roundup with Megan. She did a great job. Nine years old, folks, and she's already got a correspondence job on the radio. So we're going to go to commercial, and when we come back, I'm going to cover the Six Shooter, six comics I think you should check out. So we'll be right back. Attention business owners, website owners, event promoters, or anyone looking to promote your product. The Totally Driven Entertainment Radio Network is the perfect way to spread the word of your business around the world. That's right. You can advertise at our network and be played on all of our shows at rates that are so cheap. It's a no-brainer. For more information, contact Bay Ragney at bayragney at gmail.com. To keep your business driven, stay driven with Totally Driven Entertainment. Hey everybody, this is Nick Wilkinson with TV Nation and Totally Driven Radio and Entertainment. Sadly, each year, approximately 3.6 million children become victims of child abuse. My latest ebook, Child Abuse, The Ripple Effect, explores the long-lasting effects abuse can have on victims. Explore life after the abuse ends and how we cope with the tragedies of the past. Child Abuse, The Ripple Effect is available on Kindle for only 99 cents. And don't forget to check out my website, actingnotreacting.com, a common-sense approach to teens in crisis. Let's work together and make this world a better place. And remember, stay driven. Are you a fan of Sherlock Holmes? Letters from Holmes offers unique, one-of-a-kind letters from the world-famous detective himself. Handwritten on 8.5-inch by 11-inch aged parchment paper and using smudge-free ink to produce original, high-quality letters that fans will treasure for years to come. Each letter is handcrafted and written from the perspective of Sherlock Holmes, mimicking Holmes's native tongue and embracing many of the famous detective's quirks, quips, insults and peculiarities. Order a love letter, birthday greeting, personal correspondence or more only at www.etsy.com forward slash shop forward slash letters from Holmes. Are you looking for a mortgage for that new home? Do you want to refinance to a lower rate, obtain cash out, or consolidation? If so, call Anthony Muscarella of Advisors Mortgage Group. Advisors Mortgage Group is a mortgage banker and loan our own money to First Lien Mortgage Loans. We have built a platform for a seamless and stress-free mortgage process, which remains our number one goal for all of our customers. We understand that success cannot be obtained without teamwork and communication, two of our most important strengths. If you're looking to apply for a loan or simply Simply have some questions. Please don't hesitate to give Anthony Muscarella a call at 732-749-3333, extension 12, who, by the way, has been recognized by Mortgage Executive Magazine as being one of the top 1% of originators in America. That number again, call Anthony Muscarella at 732-749-3333, extension 12, where we tailor our loans to meet your needs. Advisors Mortgage Group is an equal housing opportunity lender licensed by the New Jersey Department of Banking and Insurance. Branch NMLS number 173453. Loan Officer NMLS number 111400. All right, welcome back to Mavericks Comic Roundup here on the Totally Driven Radio Network. We just had an awesome review of My Little Pony, and now we're going to talk about six more comics. I think you should check out. Now, some of these comics, since I took off last week, um, came out last week, but they're all in comic stores currently, and you should be able to hunt down. If you don't have a comic book store in your local area, you can probably also hunt them down online, either in Comixology or DC and Marvel. Both have apps, many other comic apps out there that you can read them on. Um, But do check out a comic store in the area. They have... uh, 
all these books and probably many more that you'll want to check out. So this week's Six Shooter. Uh, this was a tough week for comics. This is what they refer to as a fifth week event for comics. Uh, comics scheduling is is done monthly, and they are put out on a, a monthly schedule. Usually this comic ships on the first butt week, second week for this comic, third week, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Not always, because sometimes there's shipping delays and things like that, but they try to keep them on a regular schedule. And this started back, I think back in the 80s, when books like Superman and Batman each had four different titles, uh, four or five different books. And it was a way to get you to read a Superman or a Batman or a Spider-Man comic every week. And I don't know if that was the sole reasoning why or if it always has been done that way, but I know it was a big deal then. They still do a shipping schedule similar to that, but on these fifth weeks when there's an extra week in the month, uh, there's not always a lot on the shipping schedule. So you get a lot of annuals and one-shots and special things, So, but there was still enough out there. There were some interesting things out there, and it was a good time to pick up a few new things. So my six-year to this week is a little offbeat. It was actually a little difficult putting together because there was a, a wide range of different things out there. And the first thing on my six-shooter, and these are in no particular order. If you've heard the show before, you know I just pick things, is Mask, Mobile Armored Strike Command. Yes, Mask from the 80s animated series. If you were an 80s kid like I was, you grow up, you know the show. Matt Tracker, they had special vehicles and helmets and towers. And when I saw that this comic was out there, I was blown away. So I picked it up. Um, it's a reimagining of the mask concept. They're doing it in line with uh, IDW has the master license for the Hasbro uh, toy companies, master superhero boys action genre cartoons. Uh, I know it sounds like a mouthful, but you're talking G.I. Joe, Transformers, Mask, Rom the Space Knight, all these things. Are, are has about a year or two ago they announced that they were going to do a, a joint movie franchise with G.I. Joe and Transformers and all those. They've decided to do it in the comics, much like Marvel Universe is one big universe. You have Captain America who interacts with Spider-Man. They now want all their characters interacting and being part of the same universe. So they did this massive revolution crossover where they brought these worlds together. And in, in that, they brought back Mask. Um... So I picked up, I didn't realize that they had been a part of this revolution crossover. I was familiar with it, but I hadn't read it all. It's a lot and um, a lot of comics out there, and I just kind of glance at things to keep up on them. But I can't read everything, unfortunately. But I didn't know they brought Mask back. And this is the first of the ongoing series for Mask. And they, of course, uh, I'm, some people are going to see it as controversial uh, when they recast Matt Tracker. Um, He's now not as he was in the animated series. He's now uh, he's he's well. Let's just say it. He's now a black character, like uh, they've done in comics before, to add some ethnic diversity. They've changed up characters. They changed Matt Tracker. Uh, some people really don't like it, but honestly, it really didn't affect the story much. Um, race had very much nothing to do with the book itself. Um, he's still Matt Tracker. In this one, he's a lot younger than in the animated series. 
So he was still getting his feet wet. He wasn't as confident and strong. Um, they're taking it from a place of origin, which they really didn't deal with too much, these characters growing up in the animated series, obviously. So it's it's different in that regard. It, it has a lot of the same elements of the cartoon. It has all the popular elements, but it's a very different approach for the book. Uh, it was interesting. If you like the nostalgia thing, it sets up and introduces Venom. They bring in the rest of the team. They tie it into the world of Transformers and whatnot. Um, so it was interesting. It was definitely not what I was expecting. I was expecting more along the lines of the cartoon, but you know, they took a much different approach. Uh, it's still Mask, as you'll probably remember a lot of the elements. The stories, however, are going to be much different going forward. So if you're a fan of the 80s, if you're a nostalgia guy or a gal, check it out. Uh, overlook the, the the diversity casting. It's you know It really doesn't affect the book more so than how the the time period of the team forming uh, changes it. It's it's a different story in that, you know, Matt Tracker's a little different, but it's because he's younger, he's inexperienced, he's unsure of himself in places, and they're trying to get the whole thing established from an origin point of view. So it's different and, and unique. Number two in the six-shooter, uh, Batman Annual Number One. Now I mentioned this was the fifth week, so there were a bunch of DC annuals out there to fill the schedule. So they actually had comics to put out. This was a Batman Annual. At first, I wasn't going to pick it up, but you know, being a short week, I grabbed it and picked it up. And I was surprised that this was actually a holiday-themed annual. So if you're, a, uh, there's, I know a lot of people are collectors of, of Christmas-themed comics. This isn't your typical Christmas comic. In recent years, a, a Christmas comic will be kind of separate from the universe. There's not a lot of continuity in there. This one took a different approach. It's set up in Batman, so it actually felt like it mattered. And a lot of these annual books, you know, one of the criticisms against is it often has nothing to do. It's just filler, or uh, in this case, it went the other route where it sets up things for the future. And there were a couple plot points that were introduced, um, but it was all done in and around the holiday feel, and you got to see some sneak peeks and little plot threads being introduced that'll tie in. So it's actually a really heavy book in regards to substance. Um, so I was happily surprised by that. Um, I'm enjoying the rebirth version of Batman. Uh, they're doing some, some interesting things there. They're trying some different things, but... Um, still a fun read and it was it was holiday themed i love me some holiday themed christmas comics so it was it was a fun nod that they actually included that in part of the story but it didn't you know become sometimes the holiday books are just throwaway things with funny little stories clever retellings of other christmas carols and christmas shows but this one you know was was important it felt important like if you read it you will, will be rewarded down the line if you didn't, I don't think you're going to miss out on too much. But check it out. It's a fun book. Number three is Power, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers number nine. And this is, I think, the second time the Power Rangers have been brought up here in the, the six-shooter. And it's a book that keeps surprising me. I said before, it's, it's not the goofy TV show Power Rangers. It's very true to Power Rangers lore and canon, but they've matured it, but not in a way 
that, you know, they didn't make it dark and brooding and gripping and, and fill it with, you know, <laughs> violence and over-the-top violence and gore and all the inappropriate things. It's still Power Rangers, but it's a very uh, very good Power Rangers. Uh, a lot of suspense, a lot of intrigue and action, very intense. Um, it deals with the original Power Rangers cast. Um, the first story arc had a mystery villain behind the scenes, and, and this issue had a reveal at the end, uh, a sort of reveal. You got to see the who, but now there's a what going on that they're going to get into next week. It was a really cool cliffhanger to see if you're familiar with the Power Rangers, if you grew up with the Power Rangers, or you just <laughs> familiar and you know the concept, you, you'll get a lot out of that reveal at the end of the book. Definitely a reward. Um, you got to see some stakes. You know, usually when the monster comes and destroys things, there's not a whole lot that goes into it. But in this one, you get to see the cause and effect of these things. And all the Power Rangers classic villains are there. And they they have an interesting way of dealing with, like, Bulk and Skull, who are the comedy relief goofballs. They have a, a backup feature in the comic that's a little more lighthearted and silly. With Power Rangers 9, really interesting reveal at the end of the book. Um, I, I'm going to come back and see what's going on. It's not a book I read all the time, but you know, if it's out and it's a slow week, I'll pick it up and skim through it, and I was really surprised by this week's issue. So, Number four on the six-shooter, number one from DC Comics. Now, again, 80s nostalgia. The superpowers name means something to you because you probably had a house full of those action figures, comic books, and even a TV show based on the superpowers line. Uh, this is, however, not really related to that. They use the name superpowers. It's a DC Universe tale, but it's done by Art and Franco. If you're familiar with Art and Franco, I'm a big fan. Art and Franco are two cartoonists. They started out, I met them years ago at a comic con in Philadelphia when they were promoting their self-published book, Patrick the Wolf Boy, which was a really fun comic strip that they did. It was a lot of, if you have kids, you'll love Patrick the Wolf Boy because it's pretty much what raising a toddler boy is like. It was a lot of fun. And those two guys were amazing. Um, I brought my daughter Maria when she was very young with me and they were so great to her and so encouraging and they, they did a sketch for her and gave her a lot of free stuff. And, you know, we bought books from them. And uh, it was I still remember that experience as being really special for her. And it's something that she uh, had a lot of fun with and really enjoyed it. So those guys have always had a soft spot in my heart. And I've really appreciated their work. They did a really popular comic book series a few years back called uh, Tiny Titans, which was a kid's version of the Titans universe. It was an all-ages book, and it was a lot of fun. They've also done a bunch of tiny versions of other heroes. Uh, they've done that kind of work for a lot of other stuff. They also do other comics, but Superpowers number one, I was surprised to learn, is a continuation of two of their other books, the Teeny Titans and the Superman Family Adventures. Um, so there was stuff in there that was really surprising for a kid's book to have continuity like it did. It was surprising and fun. And I was surprised to see plot elements uh, in the book, and then I was like, why is this happening? 
And then when I look back and realize it's actually <laughs> um, continuity heavy for, in their world, which means they're not necessarily how the DC comic characters are currently behaving, but if you know those characters in that world. So there's a couple surprising things in the book. I'm not going to spoil it because, you know, I want you to go out and read it, but it's a cartoon book. It's fun. It's It's got some interesting things in it. It's a good if you've got a kid who younger kid who wants to read comics with Batman and Superman and they can't read the the plot heavy and sometimes mature themes and graphic action of the regular comics, this is a great introduction comic for them. Um, I like these guys a lot. I always have. I'm a big fan. Uh, comics for everybody, as I like to say. And, you know, it, it's fun. I'm going to enjoy it. I love the Superpowers title. They keep the Superpowers logo. And uh, there's a lot of really interesting plot things in there. It's not all haha, but it's still fun and lighthearted and um, a good read. So check out Superpowers number one from DC Comics. Number five is another annual. This is the Star Wars annual. And this is a the Star Wars annual like last year was a standalone issue. It deals with uh, Princess Leia. And she somehow gets injured and stranded on a planet and meets up with uh, someone who wants absolutely nothing to do with the Rebellion or the Empire because their planet and her job as a result of it has been ruined by their war. And it introduces this new character who, if you read Star Wars Annual last year, and you currently read the comic books, you were rewarded to see that these super shock troopers, <laughs> special task force that uh, appeared in the most recent story arc, um, one of those characters played heavily into it, as well as some of the other characters from out. So the annuals in Star Wars are never throwaway. Uh, I imagine they have big plans for this character, who they call Bash. <laughs> because she is an incredibly strong bodybuilder type uh, woman. And uh, she gets the nickname from bashing someone over the head with a brick, so you can kind of get an idea for her demeanor. Um, however, her name is Pash Devane, and uh, they've done a great job of introducing some new characters in the Star Wars comics. And I think she's going to go and play a bigger role in those comics in the future because they've done similar things with their annuals in the past. So Star Wars Annual, if you're a Star Wars fan, is in comics now from Marvel. It's a one-shot. Not continuing heavy. You don't have to worry about reading a whole lot of other things, but you might be happy you did if you do read it. And the number six book on the Six Shooter is also probably the most high-profile book that came out this week, and that is Inhumans versus X-Men Zero. Um, this book is interesting because it's setting up the huge crossover that's coming up uh, called Inhumans versus the X-Men. Inhumans are characters that we've seen a lot on Marvel television uh, based on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I talked last week how they're going to have an Inhumans TV series on ABC and it's going to be introduced in IMAX theaters with the first two episodes kind of being put together as a movie. Inhumans are big. A lot of people think the reason why Marvel is pushing the Inhumans is because they don't have the movie rights and television rights to the X-Men himself. Uh, 
as a result, the X-Men universe has kind of been in disarray. They haven't been in the forefront of the Marvel universe, comic universe, as they had been in previous years. People feel that's because of the dispute with the other production company. Um, a lot of crazy things happening in the comics, and they're getting ready to reboot the X-Men universe. They're using this X- Inhuman versus X-Men crossover, which is actually going to set up another crossover called, or another X-Men event called Resurrection, which then is going to lead into almost a rebirth of the X-Men universe, uh, new titles, new characters. They're promising to get back to things that people loved about the X-Men that have really been missing in the last few years. Uh, most recent X-Men comics over the years have been dark and a lot of dystopian edge of extinction, miserable things happening to the X-Men and not a lot of fun, crazy adventures that made the X-Men popular. So they're promising to get back to a lot of that. This sets that up. We get to see the fallout of uh, Death of X, which was a, a lead-in to this miniseries. The basis of the series itself is the Terrigen Mist Clouds, which give the Inhuman their powers, um, has been found to cause a disease called M-pox in mutants, which kills them. So it's a really interesting notion that this thing that is responsible for keeping one bloodline of the Inhumans going, it gives the Inhumans their powers and thereby creates new Inhumans, is killing mutants because it's something in the mutant DNA causing the disease and it's only affected mutants. So it leads to what's I'm sure going to be a really interesting miniseries. You know, neither side is wrong. And it's going to lead to a lot of heavy decision-making, character decisions, obviously epic action with all the super characters. So it's a really interesting way to go about the crossover. I applaud Marvel on that one. And um, I'm definitely interested to see what's coming out of Resurrection. There's some interesting books planned. I mentioned a bunch of them previously. We'll probably talk about them more on the air as we get closer to that event, but in Human X-Men, there's a lot of exposition in this because it's setting the table, so to speak. Um, you kind of get to see everyone starting to put their cards out, and you get to see how big of a deal this is going to be. Um, there's also fallout from Death of X, there's, so there's a whole X factor, pun intended, that is going to play into the struggle in itself, and there's a, a revenge factor that's going to play heavy into that comic. So really good stuff uh, leading into it. And I think it's uh, a lot of people are excited about it. A lot of people I've talked to have been asking about the resurrection titles and the new comic book. So they're very anxious to see where it goes. And this zero issue gets that ball rolling. So if you aren't that familiar, if you've laxed and haven't read that many X-Men comics, it's a good book to pick up to get you on. And especially if you like, don't know about the Inhumans as well. It gives you some backstory and, and introduces some of those characters. So definitely good stuff all around. Get to your local comic book store. Pick up some books, man. There's a lot of really good stuff happening with characters that I know you're watching on television and in the movies. So get out there and check them out. So that's my six shooter. Six comics I enjoyed this week for different reasons. I think you would enjoy one or any of them. And 
So get out there. Of course, I will post uh, this Mondays now. That The show's on Sundays. The, the Six Shooter will be posted Monday, and it's going to recap what I just talked about, probably a little more information as well. So that will be a regular Monday occurrence on mavericksroundup.com, the blog. So you can check those out. Maybe. I think it would be a good idea if I started including links to the publishers or something like that. That's a good idea. See that? Maybe. We'll try to flesh those six shooters out and make it a little more uh, accessible for you to get on the air. So that's it for this week of the six shooter. Um, Get out there. If you have any questions or comments, hit me up on the Facebook page. That's where I'm going to be doing most of my uh, correspondence with the show. And uh, it's time for an update. I am very excited to update that the uh, boxes are being full. Donations are coming in. Mavericks Holiday Heroes campaign, the Holiday Comic Heroes campaign is in full swing. There's a few more weeks to go, though. So if you want to get comics in, message me on Facebook. Uh, go to the Comic Universe in Folsom. They have a, a, a box that they're taking collections. It's lovely decorated by my daughters. It has a sign on there, right for the thing. Uh, next week, we'll be announcing all of the details uh, of where these comics are going to be distributed. They're going to the Darby Free Library, the oldest library um, in America, the first library. So it's really exciting that we get to partner up with this great library, and we're going to distribute comics to both kids in the library. We're going to be donating books to their circulation to get those books into even more hands. And it's a great way to promote reading and comics and drawing and everything else. So it's it's easy. You go into a comic book store or go to your collections. If you have a, a collection that's in good shape that you want to pass on, pass it on. We'll take gently used. They have to be in great shape because we're giving them away. Um, we'll give, obviously give the new ones to the kids. If they're slightly used and in really good shape, we'll give it to the library. we got new good new comics going to the library as well. But this is really cool. It's something I hope becomes an annual thing. I, I hope to grow it. Uh, I want to thank Comic Universe in Folsom for not only letting me put the box up and promoting the event, but also for donating. They made a donation themselves, so that's exciting. Uh, there's a lot of people reaching out to me. Uh, we'll talk about maybe I'll give them a thank you list as we get the comics into my hands. But uh, it's going well, and it's fun. And it's it's fun to see people get excited about comics, and it's fun to share the love. So we'll have uh, another update on that next week. Uh, really excited to see. There's also some really interesting comic things coming up in January, February, March going forward. So uh, I'm really Thank you guys for supporting the show. Thank you for getting behind me and uh, get this ball rolling. It's a new adventure for your old wrestling cowboy pal, but been a great adventure, and I'm really enjoying it, and the, I'm glad the response has been positive to this uh, comic book collection drive. So thank you for making it happen. So that about wraps up our show. The very first one here on Sunday mornings uh, wasn't so bad getting up early. I hope you enjoyed it. If you're listening live, thank you for waking up with me. If you're listening on demand, uh, thanks for listening anyway. I appreciate you listening whenever you can, and that's the beauty of Internet radio is you can download it, take it with you, listen to it while you're pretending to work, whatever you want. And we have a lot of great shows here on the blog talk. uh, (laughs) I'm sorry, on the Totally Driven radio network here on blog talk radio. So next week, I believe I have a special surprise. Um, I have not 
officially confirmed said surprise. So look out for Monday or Tuesday when I make the big announcement about our next show on December 11th. And uh, hopefully I'll be able to to talk about that. Check out mavericksroundup.com and the Facebook page um, for more on that. For more information on my show, blogs, appearances, and more, go to mavericksroundup.com. Mavericksroundup.com is going to be getting a bit of a facelift in the coming weeks to get ready for the new year and all the new adventures coming up. So keep an eye out for that. You can also follow me on Instagram at mavericksroundup, picture of cheese sandwich. Uh, you can go to my Facebook page as well by searching at Mavericks Roundup. You can read my weekly comic book reviews for Totally Driven Entertainment at totallydriventv.com. You can also read my reviews for the Comic Universe uh, Bookstore in Folsom, PA by going to their Facebook page and searching at Comic Universe. Look for the album uh, created just for those reviews. And you can check out my Star Wars Family Podcast hosted by me, Princess Maria, and little Maggie, who was on earlier. Uh, you can go to galacticclubhouse.libson.com and check out our Instagram page and Facebook page by searching at Galactic Clubhouse. Currently on our Instagram, we are running our 24-day Star Wars Lego Christmas Advent Calendar Countdown. We've been opening that and posting pictures uh on our Instagram, and we'll continue to do that every day till December. And this Monday, there will be a new episode of that hitting the internet, a long-awaited episode as we fell behind with uh, our schedule on that. But we're on a new schedule, so hopefully we'll be able to get that going. I thank you very much for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed the show. I enjoyed doing it. Uh, until next week, happy trails.